0: This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not.
1: And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. And on today's show, we have our friend Liz Joseph here with us. And we are talking to her about the new Facebook <laughs> ex- page experience and then pro mode, which rolled out a few months ago. So if you know, you know, and if you don't stay tuned and find out, well, even if you do know, stay tuned, (laughs) like keep watching, (laughs) because we're going to also talk about how small businesses can make a big impact with uh, social media, which is a big concern these days. And then we're also going to talk about where you should be investing your marketing dollars in the immediate future
0: so liz how are you doing today and where are you from you, you memphis correct is that what you said earlier
2: i live in memphis tennessee okay. but i'm from the chicago area
0: Ah, uh, so what uh, did you why did you move to memphis was it just like i have to get down south where everybody's Or <laughs> why did you why did you come to memphis
2: uh, my husband's job it okay. was a corporate relocation yeah
0: okay Okay, yeah. very, very cool. So um, I want to do a shout out as well. We we talked about how at the beginning, but also uh, our show is sponsored by Ecamm and you can find out more about them by going to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They are actually doing the sale now. It ends the end of of this uh, month, and so you want to make sure you do it. If you're a new eCam user, you can get 30% off eCam and use the promo code JULY30. That's all uppercase, all smashed together. Use that when you do your checkout. Uh, 30% off is kind of a big deal, so make sure you guys check that out before the end of the month. You can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash eCam. All right, so let us get into the show. We have to introduce Liz. Oh, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my things, my, all my oh. buttons right. So
2: <laughs> Grace has got my back.
0: Uh, she does. Like right, exactly. Um, but if you don't know who Liz is, Grace will remind you and make me tell you. As she <laughs> is a marketing strategist. She's a trainer and business owner of Eli Rose Social Media. She is a former marketer. Uh, Liz has owned her own firm since 2011 and is certified in SEO. Facebook ads, and social media management. Like she said, she's originally from Chicago and currently living in the land land down south. She relishes the flavor of fried pickles and barbecue, but longs for deep dish pizza and a proper Chicago dog. dog. Fried pickles. So you're a convert of fried pickles. That's really funny. I think that's...
2: I didn't know that they... They existed until we moved down here 19 years ago, and they are amazing. <laughs>
0: they, are. they are.
2: I mean, oh, anything right. fried with a
1: dipping sauce is amazing, exactly. right? I mean, exactly. might as well be pickles. <laughs> well, we're from Texas, so, like, you can, right. I was like, I don't know that there's a thing you can't fry, you know, like, right. if there is, we, we've fried it. We, it's we like, will yeah, try we fried- to fry
0: it. That's right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: We have fried butter. We fried... <laughs> But fair enough. So, Liz, right? I saw that you have a podcast too, Real Talk, No Fluff. So, tell us about this podcast you started with. Rhonda, is it that your co yes. host? Okay. Rhonda Van
2: Buren, we started this. She actually approached me about doing it. Uh, we're both very, uh, let's say like no nonsense, straightforward uh, people and just in general, but also the advice that we give our clients. She has a similar, uh, you know, mini agency uh, like I do. Um, we overlap in a lot of things, but there's some things I do that she doesn't and vice versa. So it's just kind of our take in helping small business owners, you know, just, practical straightforward kind of advice um on all the on not just social media but all the online marketing topics so um, we've done about 15 or 16 episodes so far
1: wow and how do you feel about podcasts how do you like it
2: <laughs> well um she's the one who does all the tech side of things and i'm <laughs> the one who like prepares you know the content and the oh. topics and all that stuff so i think it's uh, you know after a decade of blogging, a decade plus of blogging, uh, I think, you know, I'm, I'm still naturally inclined to do the written content preparation. So 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 we divide and conquer, I'm sure, like how you, you and Jeff do too, so uh, yeah. yeah.
0: That's, that's your... exactly
2: how Jeff
1: and I break it down. He's right. like, he and does
0: she... all the- I do all oh, the button ahead. pushing, yeah. And then Grace tells me, where I, when I skip things and she'll get me back on track. <laughs> uh,
1: we do well, have I some don't piece- tell
2: Rhonda when she skips things. <laughs> so yeah. right.
0: so uh, we have a question. What is Ecamm? Uh, I just joined the group, by the way. Hello from Puerto Rico. Well, hello to you. Hello. Thank you for joining us all the way from Puerto Rico. But eCam is the software we're actually using to produce this show with the lower thirds and the moving background and all that stuff. It's an amazing piece of software. So thanks for asking. And then I'm not sure why. Once again, we've having some issues. Facebook has changed some things, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. <laughs> but she uh a known user loves fried pickles so i'm not sure who that is let us know in the comments who the pickle lover is uh, and we will make sure to acknowledge you <laughs> who so who is the pickle lover that's right to the more
2: than one cuz they're that's, amazing my Everybody daughter goes be bonkers, bonkers about on that. <laughs>
0: yeah my daughter so if you like fried pickles i want to know if you've never tried fried pickles let us know in the comments yes. because if you haven't well, Grace will whoop you up a batch and, and send them right out. So they got to uh, be slices,
2: not the Spears, though. Spears yeah. fried pickles are just like oh, the same. Yeah, it's yeah. Jim over in
0: Atlanta. Oh, Jim. Jim's had fried, fried pickles. I'm sure he's had fried pickles. He's a, <laughs> he's a fried pickle dude. So, uh, Grace, let's go into our first section because uh, sure. I want we want to make sure we hit everything today because we got a packed show. So, uh, oh, my let's gosh, talk about yes. This.
1: So we're talking about uh, again, I started off. Planning the show, thinking we're just gonna talk about this new Facebook stuff. But then I was as I was prepping, I saw a bunch of posts from Eli Rose, Link uh, Liz's agency. And I was like, light bulb moment, this is such a more interesting topic. And it was taught it was about making a big impact when you've got a small business budget. And in this post I saw on LinkedIn, Liz, you name these five things as your priorities, is like a well-built website, content plan social media strategy, Google analytics and an ad budget. And you talk about those are the five things you need to have in place to make a big impact. So is this a list that's in order of importance or priority? Because I see social media is number three on the list. And, (laughs) you know, and and so let's talk about like, you know, is this the order of like, okay, I need to get my marketing in line, got to shore it up these. Is this the list that I should hit in this order?
2: Well, Google Analytics is kind of like a part B that attaches to the website, I would say, because um, you need to have your website and it has to be well built, um, meaning, uh, well, meaning lots of things. Um, It's not necessarily that it has to be brand new, but it needs to have good content organization, um, have, you know, easy to find important pieces of information just like content contact information you want to have useful information about your products or your services um you know things like that so the google analytics you know after you have your website which i'm also i didn't specifically mention this in that list but i'm a huge fan of seo and seo is one of the services that we offer but You know, basically your website is your online home base and it's where you're pushing all your marketing to. So I do think that your website needs to be that step one. And when people come to me and they say, hey, I need a website and social media, I always say, we got to get your website squared away first because social media or paid ads you know that's your marketing that you're pushing to your website so if your website isn't up to snuff you're going to be doing a whole lot of marketing you're spending a lot of money on ads but then your website isn't you know going to do its part of the job <laughs> so so i do think the website is definitely number 1 you know google analytics is a free tracking Uh, data tool basically if you're unfamiliar with it um that is provided by google and it's just you create the account put some tracking code on your site but that's how you get a lot of information about like where users come from what pages are the most visited um you know your referral sources of referral traffic um, there's all kinds of information because you know, every, almost everything that you do online has some kind of offline parallel. So in a, in the, the pre-internet world, or if you have a brick and mortar store, you know, you can see people who come into your business. You know how many people call you. You even know how many emails you get. You know what kind of questions you get asked. Google Analytics is basically your way to get that same kind of information, but from people who visit your website, because obviously you have no way to actually see the people who visit your website. So so maybe that should be like a 1B to um, your website being step one. Yes, <laughs> I would say that. Um, otherwise, you know, with social, <clears throat> every business needs to create some amount of original content. Yes, you can curate content, meaning content that someone else has produced as part of your content mix. But you really need, and if you want to be successful, you really need some kind of original content, you um, you know, plan some kind of content production that you're doing. So I do think it's important to figure that out, too. um, Because that's going to tie into then how you're using it to market your business, where it's your social, your email marketing, you know, those
1: kinds of things. Mm. So we're focused on small businesses today, which a lot of our audience members happen to be running or they have their own personal brands and have their own little side hustles that they're doing. So, you know, what that means, of course, is limited staff, limited time, limited budgets. And so what would you say as an agency owner uh, is outsourced to you as an agency first? And then also, what do you think should what do you recommend that businesses get help with first? Well,
2: what I get the most requests for definitely is social media management or ads, because that's um, a lot of people still kind of they might think of that there's their marketing and then there's their social media instead of thinking of it as all, you know, one, all of your marketing. (laughs) So um, there is a a, like I get a lot of questions from people saying, like, I didn't grow up with this or I just don't really use social media much myself. So a lot of that comes from. Just like a lack of understanding or comfort um in understanding the various platforms and of course as we know every platform kind of works its own way (laughs) has its own set of best practices so i would say that um, managing other social media or obviously running like facebook and instagram ads or google ads those would be the the most frequently requested services that um that i get Mm. that makes sense
0: yeah so um real quick from our comments uh let me pull up some stuff uh so jim, <laughs> my, uh, my, mitch says uh, those pesky lurking fried pickle lovers <laughs> yes there are lurkers but katie was like this is exactly what i need she's going to catch the replay so thanks katie for stopping by and, and dropping in. yeah you're gonna you're gonna love this and jim no your name doesn't show up there so i don't know what's going on but um one of the things and i know katie uh is has th- talked about this before um but you mention a lot, you talk about invest in owned and that's one of your favorite sayings and that's your website and your email list. So that's, you know, we hear that a lot. Everybody says, build your list, build your list, podcasts, all all these episodes, build your list. But you know, if you're just starting out, that can be a little intimidating. So what are some of the fastest ways you found to build an email list if you don't already have one?
2: Yeah. Well, what the, it's always important to you know you own your website too so really right. I the first point is so many people get so caught up in like the social media platforms but mm-hmm. if Zuckerberg changes his mind tomorrow hey guess what right. Instagram and Facebook are gone so that's why you want to invest in your website and your email list because you can have that and control it and then you actually own it the email really some of to a certain degree that's gonna vary based on what industry you're in so for example when I, I do I've done online shopping primarily is my almost sole mode of shopping for a long, 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 long time. So for example, retailers for clothes, shoes, I'll get those. um, Sometimes there's even like a wheel that spins that's on Mm -hmm. the pop-up or that'll say, you know, if you sign up with us, get 20% off your first purchase or, or, you know, whatever it may be. If it's something like, you know since we're all in the marketing space it could be that there's a free download but um, you know people I feel in general have gotten more savvy with that over time right. so you can't just kind of throw up any kind of freebie the ones that really make me act are ones that make me think gosh this is so valuable I can't believe it's being given away for free and you know if you're more of an offline business like you don't have a, a super active online presence you know just talk about the brick and mortars um, you can have people sign up at your registers either maybe your pos system allows for you to enter or go back to paper and and pen and say hey sign up for email list and we're going to email you again some kind of coupon to return and um you know buy something in the store some kind of discount Um, and if you do a lot of speaking or networking that's another great way um, if you can incorporate that in whatever like your speaking agreement is um, so that the people who sign up to attend um, knowingly you know give you and they're okay with giving you their email address so you know different industries there's different methods of doing it so it doesn't have to only be online Um, like I said you can rock at old school with a paper and (laughs) pen if you want but you do need to plan to give some somebody something in exchange <laughs> something worthwhile in exchange for that that email address
0: so i want to go back to the website <laughs> stuff because you know that's kind of started everything everybody was like oh like when i first started i was building websites like flash based versions you can thank me later uh, yeah that's how old <laughs> i am um but we and we kind of like that's just kind of a given now but we sometimes we need to go back to the basics because, you know, a lot of people just put up brochureware where, it's just like about us, you know, who I am and my services. And there's not really much there to capture people's attention. There's not really there um, much there to, you know, have a, an offer or whatever. So how do you actually capture, you know, I know you mentioned Google analytics. That's a great thing, but, How do you capture people going to your website and how do you use it? Like, do you use a retargeting pixel so you can, you know, target them on Facebook? Do you have it as a book, uh, like book a call? What are some of the best like calls to action that you've seen working on websites?
2: So um, again, it varies a little bit based on the industry. like I have two service providers. one is a commercial cleaner and one is a roofer. And so for example, just offering the free quote or free mm-hmm. roofing inspection, you know, something like that. Um, but it, there's the offer, but the, the another part of it is you don't want to just have that, say offer for a free quote in one spot. You really right. need to have it in multiple places. So that's something that I think people might, create some kind of opt-in or they do a pop-up, but they just have like, in that, like one spot. So for example, with the commercial cleaner, they do a lot of blogging. They get tons of organic traffic from all the SEO from the blog posts. And so we have moved to doing an actual inline clickable button mm-hmm. that says that we we modify the text based on whatever that blog post is. So say if it's about window cleaning, we say, get your free window cleaning quote, and then they click that and they go to the, you know, get a quote form. So, <clears throat> so you can do, things where you're offering some kind of free service that's sort of like an entry into working with you but the part other part of that is make sure that you um, are offering that free thing in more than one spot on your website. Um, If you are a heavy social user, really just about every platform does have some kind of retargeting pixel. So that is definitely an option. Um, If um, if you're very active on social, you have big social followings or you really like to use different social ads, you can definitely put in place um, whatever your preferred social platforms retargeting pixel is on your website to sort of like nurture those, uh, people who have been to your website through, through ads. So that, that is another option.
0: Very cool. Okay. I'm going to throw an audible in here because I know Grace, you're chomping the bit, but I got to ask this Oh, SEO. You mentioned SEO and that's something I know a lot of marketers stay away from, or they do it and they do it in the wrong way. And SEO can also have kind of a bad rep in the industry. So what should somebody who's looking to Optimize their website because so many people do not do it and do not Correct. know what they're talking about. And there's a lot of uh, snake oil salesmen out there. What should they look for and what do you recommend, like basic steps?
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> SEO. Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of SEO. I mean, I actually do personally for my business no paid advertising at all. I have incoming traffic and how I've my, built my business of over mm-hmm. 11 years purely from SEO. (laughs) So I cannot say enough wonderful things about SEO. And I completely agree that it's something that like over 90% of businesses seem to just kind of bypass. So of course, there's different important tenets of SEO to just understand when you try to implement seo on your website and that could be a whole episode just on itself so i think a couple important things to just understand is that when you're implementing good seo practices it's both on page so like things that a website visitor could see just in the copy the use of headings links to other pages on your site but there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you do with seo and so when you go to google and you type in like Pizza places near me, or something. When you're seeing that list of search results, that top blue, larger text font, uh, that is the title tag, and then that smaller gray um, text beneath is the meta description. Mm-hmm. So when you are implementing SEO in your website, every single Website page, product listing page, blog post on your website is a new chance to rank for a new keyword phrase because every page would have its own title tag, its own meta description, alt text for images, all the things that you can kind of do. So um, that's what you're actually viewing when you're looking at Google search. You're looking at the title tag and the meta description for all of those pages that are um you know showing up in those search results i really feel like that when you know when i I train people in seo2 like them kind of that kind of helps frame like the stuff that they're doing behind the scenes of their website to how it, it so you're kind of like filling in the blanks for google you know you're kind of inputting that missing information um from what's on your website page to what someone's searching for so when you're implementing title tags meta descriptions those kinds of things that's how you can start helping your website pages rank better but in general too we're even seeing this across social platforms a lot of social platforms have shifted to seo principles you know um, of course youtube because it's owned by google there's so much seo optimization that happens there Pinterest has for years, you know, it's about keyword usage, Um, not even like the hashtags, but like what you're actually words you're using in the description. Instagram's even started going that way that they're, they're paying less attention to the hashtags and they're looking at what the keyword usage is in your caption. And then of course, any kind of on platform search. So if you do start learning about SEO, it can definitely benefit your website, those blog posts, I like to say that the more links you publish on your website, it's like the more lines you're casting into the sea of Google. Right. right. So the more, the more lines you catch, you cast, the more fish you catch. So learning about SEO is great for your website, but you also can start really improving some of your social media stuff, too, if you do start you know, getting serious about your SEO.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay,
1: we're gonna have to do a whole other show on just SEO, Jeff. <laughs> <Sure. I'm making laughs> I had so question many questions right there. Now. I was
0: biting my tongue. I had so many questions. I know,
1: I was trying to condense it as best as I could too because it's um, such a big thing, but yes. Okay, well, we're we're gonna have a show next where like we, we, we just talk about SEO Unbridled because I have I okay. have things to say about it too. Okay, uh-oh, so, okay. uh-oh right? Okay, bringing back to like social media. So we are bringing we. So before the show, we were talking about how as marketers or you know social media marketers, there's always like the next thing, right? You're, people are always talking about tactics or platforms or like gimmicks. It feels like gimmicks sometimes. And we all know that we need to be on some form of social media as a business. But how do you know which one you should be on as a particular brand? Like, do you have an audit process or a period of trial and error when? you you know new clients come to you and say "Oh, i want to try this new thing and you know i want to try this new platform and like a lot of times like you don't want to stop it too soon right so for instance example of youtube like it takes months to really get traction on youtube and then same thing that you could say about any other platform time periods are shorter but you know how long do you advise clients to kind of stick with something before you're just like yeah this really isn't where i need to be
2: well, i would even say for me I, I i even would back it up one more step because i think there's a few different factors that come into play because um you want to you know think about what is a good fit from you know where your customers spend time right and of course you can also look at where your competitors are but there's a lot of people who have that same shiny object syndrome so they might have created five or six platforms. So just because they're there doesn't mean they're posting or they're there's they're growing there or that they're um, really getting anything out of those efforts. But then the other big thing is, what kind of content do you have to pair with those channels so a lot of times when people get really excited about oh you have to do reels or you know fill in the blank because those of us who've been around for a decade or more we've seen so many must do things right so if you really think that that you need to do video whether it's for youtube or reels or you want to go live on whatever platform but you or the people who work with you really aren't comfortable with doing it, it's silly to start going down in that direction if you know you're not gonna really be able to commit to consistently producing that content. So my standpoint with that is more, I don't want to, encourage a client to go down a path that they can't reasonably sustain. So I do think that you need to balance, uh, what kind of content you have, you know, what you have to work with. Like, so like Pinterest, you need to have a whole bunch of links and be able to create beautiful graphics if you really want to go anywhere for on Pinterest. So if you don't have both of those, it's silly to get started on Pinterest. So again, I just try to be kind of like realistic and practical with that stuff. So, um, so that's why I said, like, even taking that a step back, it's not necessarily testing something for a period of time, though I would say, like, like you were saying, I would say at a minimum six months before you just you figure out if you're um, really getting any kind of traction there. But also you need to be honest with yourself. Are you really pouring all the time and energy that you have into fully utilizing whatever those features are of that platform because it's long gone is the time where you could Mm -hmm. do the bare minimum (laughs) and get anywhere on social these platforms between algorithms the noise there's just so many platforms have multiple features that you can't just do the bare minimum and it make a difference so there's kind of that piece to it as well
0: so we have a great question from Annette uh, River, and she first of all she comments she goes she didn't know that Instagram captions work like SEO. Thanks for sharing, I didn't either, Annette, and that's why I have this show once again free consulting. Um, um, and she also goes, do, do TikTok captions work the same way? So do you know if um, they're they're starting? I don't know how SEO works on TikTok. I barely understand the platform. Period. But um, do you know any insights on TikTok how they're they're getting ranked in there?
2: i would say no just because a lot of times the videos they have very very short um captions at all so i i just don't think that and you know and people try to use the hashtags that are trending Mm -hmm. to try to get their their um, videos to show so like trending hashtags aren't necessarily tied into the content and the captions are usually so brief so there's just not like There's just not the text there for it to be an SEO indexed kind of a thing. So I would say no.
0: The interesting thing, too, is I think now they're starting to be and on Instagram and TikTok almost SEO for sound. Because certain clips, some certain sounds become viral that people reshare or remix or whatever. So there's, now there's another layer on top of just text SEO. There's like, SEO is where it's at, baby. I keep saying that. That's right. And they they all operate with,
1: they all operate with the recommend, recommendation mm -hmm.
0: uh, engine.
1: Engine. That's right. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. (laughs) And I saw something where like Facebook is is changing it too, where they're not offering you like, Oh, here's your aunt's post and your cousin's post and your best friend's post. It's like recommended based on your content, which I personally think takes away from why I'm on there, but you know, that's a, that is a third show that we can have right. Right. As, a, right. as an offer. How Zuckerberg thing. just copycats everybody
0: and right. it just
2: never
1: works very well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, we just yeah. can't
0: have nice things. Um, I know. <laughs> so do you want to, are you going to ask the next question or do you want me to move on to the other one on that? Grace. Uh, well, I, I
1: did. I, well, th- just very quickly, I, I know this is because, you know, you and I are both working parents. All of us are working parents and you know schools out. People are taking time off to travel. And so let's talk about what you do to streamline your work when you're managing, for instance, multiple clients and still achieving some of that work life sanity. Right. Do you have <laughs> any tools or strategies or systems to have in place to help you manage social media? Because social media is like 24 seven obviously. Yes. Right. And, but you can't do that. And you also need to sleep and eat and travel <laughs> and do all these things. So how do you uh, manage, um, well, well, how do you manage your clients and your own workload, you know, working in social media? well
2: first i have to say i have like four or five contractors so i'm not personally doing all the things for all the people so um there are certain things that i'm the only one who does like no one else does seo or facebook ads or google ads or that kind of thing but i do have contractors who will manage some client social or even write business blog posts for clients so um some of my social is also managed by contractors so there's that as well um i think you know people when you're thinking about handing over tasks sometimes it can be kind of scary so I don't think you have to like fully hand over tasks so like for me for example and I I will also say like Google Sheets are part of a (laughs) really like just about every process just because it's so easy to share with whatever contractor you know I need to and you see everything in real time so for example if I have tips or advice or quotes or something that I want to have made into graphics. I can go ahead and put all of that in a spreadsheet. I can provide a contractor with like, here's a dozen or so you know, images to use as background images. I can have pre-selected two fonts that I wanna use. She goes and creates them, loads them in as drafts and then I can go back later and put captions or I can have a whole column in that spreadsheet of what I want the caption to be. So um, even when you are sort of handing over some of your tasks, it's not like you have no connection to them or you have to 100% give someone else you know that control. So, um, so uh, batching batching work obviously is always wonderful too. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things you can just do at the same time. It really is just the how your brain works too. the more you switch between things, the longer it takes to get those same tasks done. So just how your brain works, you're better off doing one kind of task uh, for longer instead of jumping around. So I definitely uh, use that batch approach for all kinds of work, whether it's for myself or for um, for clients.
0: Yeah, so um, really quickly we have, a um, so over on uh, uh, Amazon Live, Rich Graham says, yeah, TikTok only allows 150 characters or something like that. So that's yeah. why that's so hard for SEO. But Annette River once again says, she goes, I'm a mom of two myself and it gets really mm-hmm. overwhelming because I run my business myself. My customers are our dog owner is the dog owner community and it's tricky to do everything. And so uh, this is a common theme that we, we hear a lot and we've all struggled with, I think all the time. Um, what did your advice, you mentioned batching and some other stuff, but it's, you know, everything, we got to go to the next thing. We got to put out content. We've got to do this. We're going to go on vacation. We got to have content set up while we're gone and all this stuff. And we have all this pressure to create uh, constantly, What are some other things that you do just to stay sane? You mentioned contractors. Do you sit there at the beginning of the week and plan out your entire week or your month or your year? I mean, what are your kind of your strategies to stay sane in this place where we're always having to crank out over and over stuff, it seems like?
2: Well, I think one of my other mantras is do more with less. So I do think that people get caught into feeling because it's like the next big thing, the shiny object syndrome. You can just have one or two social platforms, you know, you don't have to have three or four or five platforms that you're trying to uh, manage. So I do think that kind of helps um, contain the crazy. Um, And, you know, with the way the algorithms are, you know, back in the day, it used to be that everything has to be unique on every platform. And that's just not the case anymore. Even if you have the same follower who follows you in two or three places, the fact that they will see that same exact post is so so slim that that's also um, just really not a concern um, I think another thing is <clears throat> again because of algorithms and just how many things people don't see you can repost stuff you've already posted again you know if you have podcasts if you have um, blog posts if you Mm. have videos that you've made it's not like because you posted that once you can't post it again you know six months nine months a year you know into the future so you can even keep track of again depending how organized you want to be so like i have uh some a couple spreadsheets for a couple clients that they have like one of them is in the food world right so there's like I keep a list of their products uh, keep a list of their recipes and keep a list of their blog posts and I actually track what dates they were used so that way you can go through that and then you know go through that again okay. so you right. can be sure because that's the other thing too if you want to keep repurposing your content if you're not keeping track of it in some way you can be like wait did I post this before so you do if you go that route which you should because that's good, useful content, assuming that it's evergreen, you know, right, like it's right, still yeah, relevant, yeah. but um, you can just keep track of when you last posted it and that way, you know, you can you can post it again. So don't think that even though you're creating content, you have to endlessly be creating content. You can reuse content you've already created again and again and again.
0: Right. It's a great example of this is I use Agora <laughs> Pulse and I have a queue. So I chop up the show constantly and mm-hmm. repurposing it out and you can set for like how many times you want it to, you know cycle and so it's great for me because i had to do some stuff getting ready for prime day and um i already had my it just was there and it just i didn't feel the pressure that i always had to put new stuff in there i already had a queue full of it
2: missing letter does that too if anybody has used that as Mm -hmm. a tool and like you said for any kind of video or podcast you can chunk it up into smaller sections too to have like one piece of content can can right be used or one blog post if you talk about five tips to do something you have that blog post but then you can make some kind of graphic or short video talking just about each individual um tip so then you have five more pieces of content right. so
0: exactly so i want to do a shout out uh, our, our friend uh, Serena <coughs> is saying she's watching over on linkedin says i am loving the show well, we're loving yeah. that you're loving we love that you love the show because you're amazing. thank you so much for for doing all this um i
1: don't think we could do a show without sabrina like i, I think i feel untethered until she says hello i know i know like, where's sabrina
0: she's not here something that's happened. she's
1: grounding so, that's right she
0: is very she's she is a faithful supporter of the show and we appreciate you sabrina um let's move on to our next section section because i know grace will yell at me if i don't get to the stuff she really wants to talk about um so there have been two recent facebook updates that have the social media managers a little bit grumpy that's That's really more than that. But uh, the new pages experience (laughs) and pro mode for personal profiles. So according to a post from Mari Smith, the new pro mode on personal profiles and the new page experience on business pages looks almost identical. You can tell which is which by the section at the top right that will either say profile or page and a category. So let's discuss these because uh, let's start, start with the new page experience. I actually had to go change my profile photo because I couldn't, because I was using the same profile across all my social media, and I couldn't tell what, what when I was on. So I went and changed it so I could see it. Some of my friends, like Peg Fitzpatrick, actually has one of hers black and white, so she knows which one she's on. It's really frustrating, but let's talk about this uh, new page experience. And, and by the way, if you have this new page experience uh, for yourself or your clients, you know, drop an emoji down there, how you feel about it. Let us know what you think about this new stuff going on in Facebook, um, because I'm really interested. But what, what are your thoughts, Liz, on this uh, new page experience?
2: Well, building off what you just said, I've had people who manage multiple pages who have said to me, hey two of my pages were just turned into profiles because that's how similar some of the parts of the new so that's something to know like if you're feeling like i don't really know what just happened because there's things like you can put in like your religious and political affiliations and you're in you know places you've lived and things like that that you only see on profiles and those are now parts of pages business pages so That's really weird. Um, It's personally like my few things, definitely look at your intro because that what was the short description used to be 255 characters and now it's about 100. So as I'm seeing pages convert, you'll have some kind of truncated version like the first 100 or so characters, it just stops. So it stops like mid word (laughs) or mid sentence. So definitely check out that now it's called intro um, because you're definitely gonna have to rework that um the tabs underneath the cover photo like because page templates are gone i don't know if that's temporary or forever but we used to be able to change the page templates have not found that at all in the new pages experience those tabs they'll they'll give you an option they pretend like you can customize those tabs you cannot reorder the tabs at all Mm -hmm. and most of the tabs um, they'll show that um they're checked, but it's grayed out, so it doesn't let you uncheck. So there's just a few kind of at the end that you can decide to turn on and off. Um, But that's really frustrating because, you know, depending if you have lots of videos or photos or you do or don't use reviews, for example, um, you might want to be able to change the order based right. on which tabs are more relevant for your business And you can't do that anymore. Another thing I noticed too for one client who's done lots of lives He has a video tab and it's separate from the live tab. Ooh. So for whatever reason the videos are split into two tabs Not sure what that's about um, <clears throat> Just a practical use I think it's a lot more keystrokes or clicks or whatever because you have to actually switch into and then remember to switch out of (laughs) to go back to your so I know not everybody's like us where we're in multiple pages but I do have clients that have more than one page and so you do have to do a lot more switching back and forth which you didn't have to do before I've even already had a client who has um, like an affiliated business who clearly was using Facebook as that page and then she visited her other page and then she was leaving comments as her other page right. because she didn't switch back yeah. you know so um, so that's definitely something to be uh, aware of as well so those are kind of my initial um, you know observations for the pages that I, I admin
0: and I haven't checked yet does it look different on mobile or is it still I mean has it rolled over to the mobile experience as well because um, I have not checked that yet and I'm sure because I know a lot of people like my wife that's all she's on is Facebook on mobile and so I don't know how that's going to work Uh Sabrina does say she goes. All of my clients have the new page experience, and it's, um, you know, it's different. But once you get used to it, I can roll with it. Well, you can roll with things a lot easier than I can, Sabrina. I got really <laughs> grumpy when they started messing with this stuff. And that, and interesting because Zuckerberg said like they're gonna, it's gonna be easier for you to do video content, and it's gonna highlight other things. It's gonna be easier for pages to get their thing out there. I went live the other day, and nobody saw anything, which never happens. Yeah so something's still broken and it's just really frustrating for creators so anyway yes i'll quit ranting but uh well
1: it's a pretty you know it's a pretty common grumble these days that organic social is down like the old tactics aren't working anymore Mm -hmm. the summer slump attention spans what have you you know and so this new page experience came with a lot of big promises, like it'd be right. better engagement, and you know you'd have better control. So, based on your observations, working with your clients and on your own pages, has this new page experience helped improve organic reach on pages, or is it helping with engagement at all? No, I, I don't see any
2: difference in in that. It's just more of just like the look and, and the features that are that the. the features of the page which more like are the info fields or the tabs that's really the only kinds of differences that i've noticed from it and i have had some clients whose um pages were converted over weeks ago a fair amount of weeks ago and but then this week and probably you guys have seen this too every time i visit the page it was counting down like three that's- more days until this page gets to, so i think yesterday or today was kind of like the, where the countdown was ending so it's very possible that um, just about every business page is going to be converted to that new look you know by this weekend
0: yeah so yippee um, <laughs> Sabrina goes it is not easier okay. in all caps yeah, yeah so she's yeah. yelling at, at, at us uh, not us yes. but at the of Facebook yes. so um, let's really quick breeze through this because I don't think I have this yet and I know you I don't, don't know. have it Um, if somebody has this down, let's know down below, but it's the new pro mode for personal accounts. So it's so confusing when they do all this stuff at once. Um, so back in December... As a test, Facebook said there's no need for a business page if you're a creator building a presence on your profile. So promo promised to provide insights like audience growth, uh, to open up monetization features through stars, paid online events and bonuses, uh, let universe, uh, users participate in the Reels bonus play program, which I have done. And we covered that with uh, Molly Mahoney earlier this year and allows creators to build a falling more as a public figure, but still publish content to friends only. So. Other than the ability to publish content to friends only, do you see any other benefits for using pro mode versus a business page on Facebook, Liz?
2: I can just be the cynic, but I feel like there's no way they're not going to end up having it. that <laughs> You're going to end up facing the same algorithm problems right. <laughs> that business pages are. And it's so interesting because for so many years they built up the business pages as like, these are meant for these reasons. These have the features like you have the insights you can advertise and make money. And that was some of the distinguishing differences and of course now they've taken away with this new pages some of those ways i mean i know there's some of those page templates like people who are big video creators Mm -hmm. their business page look completely different you know than other businesses or if you have you did a lot of services you could really build out like your services section so it's interesting because they've really removed some of the elements that made the business page more businessy and then they're kind of introducing this hybrid profile that takes in a lot of that business stuff. So, and we all know that, you know, Facebook doesn't like anyone to get anything for free. So when they start talking about you being able to Make money off of this, you know, pro profile. Right. I, I, you know, maybe in the short term because they want people to start using it. They might, you know, the algorithm won't be harmful, but I, I just I can't help but feel that there's detrimental a detrimental future, right, <laughs> for those for those creators. I mean, right. we've just seen it too much, you know.
0: So so I I've got some great comments <laughs> here. Uh, yes. Sabrina says, Liz says, no, totally right. No, no difference, just more work. Uh, right. Jim says the problem is eventually you are going to have to adapt or things won't work yeah. anymore, which is not the countdown, I think. And so Sabrina does have the right. new promo. mode. How do you know that you have it, Sabrina? Um, and that you can switch back and forth. Cause I am unclear on this. Jim I think also you have
2: to go looking for it. I don't think they prompt you. You have to actually go okay. to like your settings and your profile and then you can turn it on.
0: Cause a long time ago I switched to, I have a kind of creator profile for Jeff C and I was able to migrate some of my personal people over to that and I, so i'm just i don't know uh it's crazy dogs and cats living together um i switched to pro mode in the past but switched back because when i did a live event it would only allow me to invite followers and oh. in no longer friends lists and uh yeah so she Serena goes Liz is so right there's no difference um <laughs> and so yeah it's just it's so confusing but you know what's not confusing our friends over at ecam See how I segue that just so easily. So beautiful. It's so seamless. But yes, you, and you don't need algorithms for ECAM. That's what's so amazing about it. So if you'd like to find out more about how we're producing the show, even though I'm hitting the wrong buttons and messing up today so much, uh, you can go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They do have a special this month where you can actually get 30% off if you're a new user if you use the promo code July 30. So make sure you guys go do that and use that promo, promo code July 30 before the end of the month and uh, yes, um, you can find out more about it at slash ecam And now it's Grace's turn. She's been chomping at the bit to go you know, over this this next part. She was like, "Jeff, hurry up!
1: Go, no, you're fine, and you're not messing up at all. You are, you're doing oh, great, so Jeff. You're doing great today." <laughs> all right so i'm gonna let you know like we are headed into a very panicky time right now and i'll just leave it at that you know budgets are tightening businesses are showing up resources and people are being very cautious right now now you have owned your agency eli rose since 2011 and if we were to count and i tried to do this the other day the number of platforms that have come and gone since you and i've right. been doing this liz it's a lot Gosh. and that I know. And in that time, we've seen the rise of live video tools, things like Ecamm, which makes this so much easier to do. I mean, Jeff and I have been doing this for like I don't know, over five, seven years and just remembering what it used to be and how easy it is now to just log on. Mind blowing. We have better social media management tools. We mentioned (laughs) Agorapulse, Missing Letter. And then we also have the adoption of more creative tools. But at this moment, you know, so there's there's just a lot. There's a lot going on. But what is the most common marketing challenge that you're seeing among clients or even marketers right now? And how are you helping them to overcome it? Like, what are what are people doing to prepare for this? panicky time?
2: Well, I think one thing for sure is um, if you have been doing you know facebook or instagram ads those are definitely costing more Um, so that's one thing that if um, that's something that's been part of your marketing for a while is probably not working the same way Um, so there are some different things that you know obviously you can keep testing different um, options Um, i just recently for example did a test of um, Facebook story, Facebook reel, Instagram story, Instagram reel of the same video. And shockingly, Facebook story kicked the ass of the other three by a lot, which, you know, when you hear reels, 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 reels are the thing, like Facebook story was the one that got this incredible like landing page view. So, so, you know, you never know. So maybe uh, you you can keep trying to do the same things you've been doing, but maybe change up some, you know, something in that. So don't necessarily walk away from Facebook ads or, or Instagram ads, but maybe your strategy needs the change. Maybe you need to be doing, get some, you know, videos going so you can build some retargeting audiences for very cheap, cause video views are very cheap, you know? So maybe some different placements, some different strategies are gonna be what's gonna make a difference for you. Um, and I think too, you know, people still just, I mean, just general consumer behavior, people are gonna still visit your social profiles or visit your website to get up-to-date information on your business, what your hours are. Cause you know, for example, right now, there's a lot of businesses that just because of worker shortages, they're not open as many hours, you know? So um, that's one important way to, cause A, customers are going to your, say your Facebook page or your website to try to find out that information, but B, if that information isn't updated, that can create a very negative user experience because if someone really has a hankering for tacos and they pull up at your restaurant and you closed an hour ago, nothing is more fear infuriating than having a craving for food and not being able to get it so you know so so you still you shouldn't be like abandoning your marketing or not keeping things updated I know some people naturally want to say marketing is the first um, you know area where they save dollars or cut budgets but um, you you shouldn't stop marketing so maybe you need to you know shift some of your strategies like I said um, change your tactics a little bit, mm-hmm. but also too often business owners are just thinking about it from their perspective and not their customer's perspective. So you really need to keep your customers customers in mind for things like, you know, your hours of operations or specials that you're offering or other things, you know, important pieces of information that uh, customers need to know about your business because people are going, you know, they're sending messages, they're going to your Facebook page, they're going to your website to get that basic information about your business, so you can't lose sight of of that um, even though you might want to, you need to really think, make make decisions based on what's best for your customer, and not just what you might think is best for you.
0: You know, Liz, I thought we were going to make it through <laughs> the show without talking about food, and once again,
2: <laughs> we started somebody, talking about somebody food. starts you talking about
0: food, and now I'm hungry again. I need some tacos. So, um, <laughs> so Jim goes, yeah, many don't know about uh, what those points you just made about how important that is, and then uh, Sabrina says, ABC, always be marketing, very. Very true, and then Tim goes. Shout out to MySpace. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, that's important. Yes. There's
2: so many, um, but so <laughs> that's just kinda, one.
0: <laughs> kind of the last question uh, here is, um, you know, during the pandemic, there was a huge rush to embrace social media, and especially video. If you weren't already on it, more video. So there's more saturation. There's you know, changing sentiment about social media. So how has your job, in particular, like evolved since the pandemic? So what what kind of things have changed since you started?
2: Well, that's been interesting interesting because you know where a lot of businesses you know kind of took a hit during covid since that that started um, that wasn't the case for me because I think there's a lot of businesses that either realized they needed to you know make the most out of their online presence not just social but online presence or businesses that utilize their online presence to um, kind of adapt their business so they could keep their business going and they kind of you know, Grew their business in different ways. So, um, and I don't mean to be like, oh, yay, go me, because obviously a lot right, of people right. were really, really hurt during the pandemic. But in the online world, I mean, this is why Zoom and Teams are now just part of our everyday vernacular, right? Because right. Um, in the online world, that's where people who didn't weren't didn't use it as much as they do now. Um, you know, a lot of that is due to. Um, because of the pandemic, even for generations, you know, if you look at just generational differences, um, you know, there are people in, in like, say, my parents' generation, though not my parents, who um, can do Zoom, you know, so, but they never would have had a reason to use it before. So, um i think you know the online world is a big uh, sort of level playing field in a lot of ways and that's why small businesses can still be really um successful because you know you can you have access to the same social tools you have to even without getting maybe a professionally made website there's lots of website platforms now that are very reasonably priced that make it very user friendly to go ahead and build your website so uh, i think the online world um just offers a lot to businesses of all sizes and it really gives a, a way for those small guys to to be successful and
1: um, you know really grow. Mm-hmm. So as we're yeah you know, closing <clears throat> out the show I wanted to ask this one last question and it's what what is the best safety net quote unquote to invest in now that we're you know as we're preparing for the future in terms of marketing our social media so for instance you know we hear a lot we talk a lot actually on the show about community building you know we've talked about website and our email list but right now what is the best thing that marketers should be or businesses i should say should be investing in in terms of their marketing
2: well I'm always gonna say your website and creating content um, that's just I mean I would have said that ten years ago <laughs> and I'm gonna say that now because honestly everything else I, And we talked about your email list which which you mentioned but um, everything else can um, is something that you don't control and uh, you know your website is like I said earlier where you're directing all of your marketing to it's your online home base or for online businesses it's your entire it's like your online version of what a brick and order store would be so now <clears throat> with your website it doesn't mean that it's an ongoing expense all the time because you know not that it's completely set it and forget it either but if you have recently you know say revisited all your content make sure it's up-to-date correct maybe freshen up some some pictures or what whatever you can then leave your website for a while so if you know your website is in good order then I would put that focus on um, creating content. And then uh, I really kind of feel like most every um, business really needs some kind of ad budget, uh, regardless of where they use it. I do think that that's that's important at this point, but with um, the option of just warm audience use, whether it's you're using Google ads and you're funneling your website traffic, you know, and you're doing warm ads that way, or you're using your your warm social um, audiences or website audiences on social, some kind of ad budget it doesn't have to be a lot, but I think that's also just going to be kind of like a mainstay in every marketing plan going forward.
0: Awesome. Well, to wrap it up, this is a perfect comment from Sabrina. She goes, I really love Liz. She must be Aww. my long lost. Aww, sister.
2: Thank, you, Sabrina. So, <laughs> thank
0: you, Sabrina for sticking with us. And yes, Liz, it was amazing. So let's, Liz, where can we, where can people find out more about you? We've been bringing up your URL, but let's go ahead and say it. And, and so everybody in the podcast can hear it and, uh, Find where you are online.
2: Yes. So my business is Eli Rose Social Media and it's EliRose.com. And I do have uh, social accounts in either Eli Rose, Eli Rose Social or Eli Rose Social Media, you know, just depending on whatever the limitation is, if it's Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or whatnot. So uh, some variation of that uh, is where you can find me.
0: Awesome. And where can we find the amazing Grace Duffy?
1: Here with you, Jeff, every Friday. (laughs) <laughs> 10 a.m central 11 a.m eastern gotcha. 8 Pacific, so.
0: that's right so thanks for grace for putting this together thanks for liz for being here thanks for you guys all in the comments uh colette just gave us a last final word over on linkedin says great insight Thanks, Liz. Uh, this has been a great show. Our next show is next Friday, July 29th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon Live. We would love for you guys uh, to uh, give us a rating and review because we are a podcast. If you go to your favorite podcasting platform, search for Social Media News Live, and give us a rating and review, that really does help us out. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for our sponsor. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye, everyone. Social media news live.